Hey everybody, this is Brandon Ford and Made for TV March continues with Mother May I Sleep with Danger. And what would Made for TV March be without Tori Spelling in this 1996 cult classic co-starring Ivan Sergei? Uh, this is one I haven't seen in a long time, I have to say, probably upwards of 10 years. So... You will have to forgive me if I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but anywho, um, I am watching a DVDR actually. It's a rip from Encore that uh, I recorded with my DVD recorder way back when. So yeah, this is an old disc, but. Hopefully it still works. Anyway, um, let's get the plugs out of the way. Please check me out on Amazon.com by typing in Brandon Ford. You can find my books in paperback and Kindle editions. You could also find me, my stuff in audiobook format by going to Audible and typing in Brandon Ford. I have nine titles up right now. And you can follow me on Instagram at writerbrandonford. And lastly, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, opinions, recommendations, suggestions for movies for me to do commentaries for in the near future, please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Now, if you want to watch along with me, I'm sure you will have absolutely no trouble whatsoever finding this one on YouTube. So, and I think it's also on Prime. So, all right. We are going to begin in three, two, one, play. Oh my god. This is 96, and this was, I think, my favorite time for TV movies. I remember I was in, um, well, this was, this came out in September, toward the end of September of 96, so I was in 10th grade, but, uh, I remember around 94, uh, Made for TV movies be became something of a weekly thing, and it wasn't something that they had been for a while, I don't think. And because of the success of Death of a Cheerleader, which was aimed more at a teenage audience, their became a slew of made-for-TV movies that were aimed at a teenage demographic. And I remember in the years to follow, in particular, 95, 96, there was a slew of uh, movies every week. Every Monday, every Monday was movie night on... NBC. There was, and there was some good stuff too. Um, 
Tori uh, became something of a go-to girl for these movies. Although she didn't do, I don't think she did that many for NBC. I know she did some for ABC. Uh, CBS, I don't know. But yeah, then she later started doing movies for Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. And, um, but yeah, this was, this was, this was a fun time because we had, you know, we had Death of a Cheerleader, we had Fall into Darkness, um, which was really cool for me because it was the first time I'd ever seen any of the young adult books that I'd read in school adapted for, um, the small screen, I was going to say, you know, the big screen, but adapted into a, into a movie but so that was really cool and that was a good one and uh, we had uh, She Cried No which was later reissued on DVD as Freshman Fall and uh, Dying to Belong and uh, No One Would Tell and um, a lot of them were actually released on DVD too, which was good. The kill, uh, the secret, which was released on DVD as the killing secret. The one had uh, Sully Moonfry and um, Ari Ari Myers. So, but yeah, it was cool because you had something good to watch every every week. And now you say good, being a a relative term. I've been really overaxing this when I remember. My name is Kevin Shane. What's Kevin Shane got to do with it? Because I don't drive a four by. Oh. Get out. I'm talking to you. Not that tone, you don't. I was looking at the Wikipedia for this page and it said. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. This is, you know, bad as in, you know, bad. And, you know, bad as in ter horrible at the same time. Because the acting is abysmal. And Tori hasn't even made it onto the screen, which is ironic. But, um... It was, it's kind of violent. Um, I don't remember it being this violent. I remember him being very crazy and overacting a lot. But I don't remember it being this severe. Um, but I was reading on Wikipedia that... I think it, this must have been written wrong. Or somebody must have gotten some misinformation... Because it said that the movie was supposed to be a theatrical release, but they couldn't find a distributor. Now, there's nothing about this, the way this movie looks. There's nothing about the actors. Um, there's nothing about the way it's written. Anything that suggests this is, is anything more than a TV movie. 
I think, because this was based on a novel, which I tried to read but couldn't get into because it was so poorly written. It was really bad. I think that more than likely, whoever the publisher was, was trying to, or whoever um, bought, the, bought the film rights for the novel, uh, was trying to have, was trying to get it made into a major film and was having trouble with some, getting some studios to pick it up. That's what I think. I, I sincerely doubt that they were suggesting or seriously considering releasing this in theaters. Tori Spelling in a lead film in a major movie, that, that just was not going to happen. Oh, and co-ed, co- co-ed call girl. That was another good one that she was in that I liked. It was another Monday night movie, I'm pretty sure. But it was all about NBC. It was all about NBC with these movies. And like I say during an, an earlier commentary, it always kind of irked me that these are referred to as Lifetime movies. Um, when they were made by the major, the three major stations, and NBC made some of the best ones. So, and did I mention um, Friends till the end? Because if I didn't, I should have. But like I said, some of these have uh, been released on DVD, but there's a good chunk of really good ones that haven't. And um, Fall in the Darkness was only released on DVD overseas in the UK. See, I, I, I'm not looking at the screen, obviously, but I remember she's wearing a really bad wig in the beginning because Ivan Sergei's character convinces her to cut her hair and bleach it. So she looks like she really does, basically. But also, another little nugget of information that I came across while I was perusing the Wikipedia page was the DVD of the movie that um, Tori Spelling was... She started campaigning for the movie to be released on DVD in 2004. And it didn't happen until 2011. And I didn't even know anything about this. But I did know that it was on DVD. And it was released by Sony. And I remember it was pretty pricey. It was like $17.49. Um, and that's the markdown price uh, way back when. And this was on Amazon, like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Five years ago, or something like that. So, I didn't bother with it because I'm not going to pay that much for a TV movie, especially when I have a copy on DVD. But 
Mill Creek reissued the DVD, and I think it was 2017 or something like that, as a double feature with the quote-unquote remake of Mother May I Sleep With Danger as a double feature. And just right before I started recording, I went over to Amazon to check it out, and they have it for only... Eight fifty or something like that. So, yeah, I, I picked that one up. Even though I tried to watch the quote-unquote remake of um, of Mother May I Sleep with Danger, and it was it was painful. And not only was it painful, but it was not at all Mother May I Sleep with Danger. It was a fucking vampire story and a lesbian vampire story. They were clearly cashing in on the title, and that's it. Because th- by that time, this had become a cult film, as did Death of a Cheerleader. And I think they wanted to, you know, cash in on that, like I said. And by getting Tori to play the mom in it, and Ivan Sergey, I don't remember who the hell he plays in it, but he's in it as well. So, yeah, they tried to capitalize on that. And, and James Franco, I don't know if he wrote the original script or he came up with the idea. But, yeah, he was involved. And it was not good at all. I, don't, I doubt I got very very far into it because it was pretty painful as I think most uh, more most of the more recent Lifetime movies are and yeah and um, just a couple of years ago they did a remake and that was for the 20th anniversary I think of the of um, Mother May I Sleep With Danger because that came out in 2016 and 2019 marked the 25th anniversary of Death of a Cheerleader, uh, Tori's most famous TV movie, I think. And so, yeah, they remade that and I tried to watch it on... I didn't even know anything about it because I don't watch Lifetime. Uh, so, I don't even know how the hell I found out about it, actually. Um, but I tried to watch it on, on YouTube, and it was really, really painful. I mean, the, the original was cheesy as all hell, and, you know, not good by any stretch of the imagination, but this was just unwatchable I think and it seemed to follow the exact same story because it was based on a true story and it tried to play up the actual events they tried to play it up as more more as a retelling of the actual events as opposed to a remake of the of the original 
even though it is very close to the remake, I mean, to the original. <clears throat> but uh, from what I from what I saw, or what I could withstand, they were just essentially um, rewritten versions of the exact same scenes. It was it was very very similar, just with tweaked dialogue and a lot worse acting. Totally wooden. And, uh... Yeah, and, um... As of this recording... Um... Life... I, I, I know I just said I don't watch Lifetime, and I don't, but... Sometimes they will play ads for things coming to Lifetime or being shown on Lifetime on other networks. So, as of now, they are gearing up for the release of Ruby, the adaptation of the... Uh, the novel that was written by the uh, one of the um, authors who wrote under V.C. Andrews' name. So, because this wasn't even though it, they, it's in the ads it's referred to as V.C. Andrews' Ruby, but it's not V.C. Andrews' Ruby because V.C. Andrews didn't write Ruby. V.C. Andrews was dead. But I bring that up because Flowers in the Attic was the last Lifetime movie that I remember really liking. Because I thought it was a very faithful adaptation to the book. And I thought the kids did really well. I thought Heather Graham was awful. Um, Ellen Burstyn... Um... But yeah, I didn't really care about this, the other movies so much. I just wanted to see what they had done to Flowers. And I thought they did a pretty good job. So, Anywho, back to Mother May I Sleep With Danger. So this is another obsessive love story. It is for sure the stuff of made-for-TV movie fodder. Uh, there are so many of these. And they were... Or in on the Wikipedia page, it said that there were some comparisons to the movie Fear with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon, which was released earlier in the year. And I think must have been a financial success. I actually saw Fear in theaters during a sneak preview. Um... And it said that it follows the same, the same arc as Fear. Uh, which I can say yes and no. Yes and no, because, you know, in this one, it's the overbearing mother who wants to control everything. And in 
fear, it's overbearing father. And in this, you know, she's rebelling against the mother. She rebels against the father in fear. Um, you don't really get that, or uh, Mark Wahlberg's character doesn't really get that many second chances. He gets the one, which I thought was absurd after he almost fucking killed her friend. Um, but according to Wikipedia, she, uh, he... Oh, a stalker much? Um, yeah, um, so apparently according to Wikipedia, and I don't remember this, because I really don't remember this movie at all, I just remember the end. I just remember seeing the clips of the end, and... Really looking forward to it. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you're stupid. And you think things are better than they are. Or think things are better than, they, than they're going to be. When I saw it, I didn't think it was as good as I had hoped or had anticipated it was going to be at all. But I do remember being... I do remember being, um, I do remember, oh, I can't get finished this thought because I'm distracted. I just scoffed like he slammed the door in my face. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? I do remember that I was, um, I was, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? I just, I thought it looked really cool, the, the, the dock scene, where the, the violent confrontation where she smacks him with the paddle and throws him in the water. I was like, oh shit, that looks good. Um, and that was like a two second moment from the movie but because of that I couldn't I couldn't wait for it There should be like this huge box set of all the NBC TV movies. That would be awesome. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Should campaign for that one, Tori. I was just in the neighborhood, really. Oh, he sent our flowers. 
after each fight, my father would bring me these coloring books. And he would bring my mother these huge bouquets of flowers. Okay, so she's got daddy issues. And eventually, I guess there was more fights than less flowers. I never stopped with flowers. That stuff the other day at the dorm. I was way over the top. Uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> you kind of got in my face. You know, I have this thing about being abandoned. You know, and when you wanted to send me away, I thought I was never going to see you again. Like my parents. I wasn't sending you away. I want to get closer. Uh oh. Oh, God. Oh, please stop. P okay, that's enough. Yeah, that's that's good. That that's that's great. Cut. Cut. Okay. Jesus Christ. I was just thinking of the made-for-TV uh, leads. Um, or, yeah. Because, you know, there was always a, a group. It was primarily the actresses and actresses of who were either known for being on shows shows some years earlier or shows at the time but um tori was among one of the most prolific and she, yeah she did a lot a lot of made for tv movies and she was known i remember for a time as the queen of made for tv movies because she did them with such regularity, she was always working, and she always had a new movie, and, you know, uh, a lot of them I've forgotten, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that so many of them aren't on, on DVD, you can't get them anymore. Acting is so bad. Why you laughing? And I think Ivan is worse than she is. And for some reason, her her dialogue seems to be ADR'd. A lot of it. Have you ever thought how you'd look as a blonde? You 
Oh my God. I remember this look that she has with her hair after she takes the wig off, of course. Um, was her trademark look for a lot of years after that. I mean, like, she still has the platinum blonde hair. At least, I think so. But um, she grew it out a little bit. I remember... I remember one Christmas, my cousin uh, showed up at a family gathering. She was always had long, dark hair, and she showed up at a family gathering with these, this exact same haircut, and she looked like a totally different person. It was so weird. And she didn't keep it either. to get to see Lachlan Monroe shortly and uh, he's someone I used to see all the time in bit parts a lot of it was TV movies and stuff and then he was in Freddy vs. Jason and then he just dropped off I don't know what the hell he's doing these days I think that's the guy right there that was just asking her to drive down to the game. I think he is the friend from Fear who Mark Wahlberg kills. I can't remember his name right now. But yeah, they did say in Wikipedia because there was that correlation between the between the plots and in addition to that, they have an actor from Fear who is in this. 
officer. I see your driver's license and registration, please. Yes, sir. I think that's him. Um, I'm sorry, officer. I've been away for a couple of years, and I guess the closer I get to home, I just... Tom, yeah, that's him. You're doing 60 in a 40 zone. Yes, sir. I'm sorry about that. I, I guess it was pressing. Mr. Shane, you aware your operator's license expires this week? Yes, sir. I, I've been working in Alaska. I'm coming back to get all my affairs in order to start school in midterm. To Tars school. Okay. I can let this go with a warning. I want you to slow it down. You hear me, Kevin? Yes, sir. Definitely. I appreciate it. Thanks. There seems to be some confusion. What are you confused about? Admissions is holding an application for the fall term from another person who claims to be Kevin Shane. <laughs> it's such a common name. I know. There's a Kevin Shane back in Meriden. Drives a record. Everyone's always calling me up, waking me up. Can I come tow him out of a ditch? Well, this Kevin Shane submitted your high school transcripts. My transcripts. This is this is also a a trope with made for TV movies or um sure, makes sense. A couple of months ago I put in for a supplemental scholarship. Looks like some idiot screwed up, sent them over here by mistake. Um or thr- or thrillers in general where you have a villain who murders somebody and then assumes their ident- identity and then goes from person to person changing who they are by taking the identity of of uh, the most recent so he's he's taken the identity of Lachlan Monroe's character who um, his previous girlfriend was dating A sous chef. A sous, not a sous chef, but a sous chef. Her, her dialogue sounds normal here for the most part. I think she was doing... I think she was kind of doing baby voice. Jessica, what are you doing here? 
patients are on your boats. <laughs> something wrong? I hope not. It's just, it's probably nothing about the time. I need some information. How can I help? Well, you're still with CareShare, right? Yes, why? Well, Laurel's been seeing a young man. Mm. So now we have, okay, yeah, some sleuthing going on. Another trope of the made-for-TV thriller and the thriller in general. I knew he was going to say that. Oh my God, how did I know that? Probably because I saw the stupid movie before. So how did he get the real Kevin Chain's credit card information and all this shit? So what's what is the last charge record that he showed? And his school transcripts? Reservation and his mother's maiden. How did he get all this? Billy Jones. Well, you changed. What's different? No, not much. Oh, my hair. So what, are you staying here? No, no, I'm working. Maintenance and stuff. <laughs> so what made you move to Seattle? Finally decided I wanted first-class education. This seems like the place to be. Oh, that's good, man. Just never got the impression you're on the college track. Yeah. Hey, look, be a buddy and grab the rest of my bags from the Jeep, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember this part because he thinks that Ivan is on the staff, so he starts treating him like a fucking peasant. And he makes him fetch some things while he's in the room.
Get into her shorts. Now, Lachlan Monroe is a big guy, and Ivan is not. I would like to know how he disposed of uh, Lachlan Monroe's body. Oh my God, we need to talk about Kevin. That's so funny. Who is he? What do you really know about him? What's to know? For those of you who don't know, I was referring to the novel and the movie adaptation. That's so funny. We need to talk about Kevin. He's burying him? Oh my god. of this shit I guess um yeah I think it's really interesting that they cut to him putting the last of the dirt on the grave and they completely gloss over you know him getting him out of the hotel room into the car out of the car into the grave a, hu a, a huge guy like Lachlan Monroe and a little guy like Ivan Sergey.
As ridiculous as this whole movie is, there's just one particularly ridiculous moment towards the end when, you know, they're having their their fight or it gets physical. And he, Ivan, screams something like about how he loves her and he wants the whole world to know. And I remember even way back when I first saw this thinking, what? Did he really just say that? Uh, you think? See, I don't know exactly. Oh, oh. Please don't make out anymore. I was going to say, um, this also, this, um, reminded me of, well, um, there's a movie that came out, um, was it like uh, some years after this? It was, I think, straight to video movie with um, Tara Reed called uh, Devil's Pond. That's kind of similar to this in that she marries the wrong guy or a guy who turns out to be not what she expects. And um, after they get married, he holds her captive in this remote area in oh, a cabin. Oh, hey, did, uh, did the 
And I think the cabin is something is similar. Is her mother still doing the sleuthing? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Thankfully, you really don't need to focus too much to really grasp a movie like this. I really wonder how many of these movies, if any, Tori took seriously at the time of their production and thought, you know, and thought, you know, oh, this is going to be my be one of my best performances or my best performance. This is finally going to get me some accolades. This is going to get me some attention as an actress. I'm going to win a primetime Emmy for this bitch. And she used to have a yeah. eating disorder, I think. No, no, nothing, nothing. Her character, that is. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I understand. She is completely against us. 
mother. Seven ruining our relationship. Hey, where, where are you going? I'm gonna go call her and tell her to go. No, 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 no. Oh, God. No. Okay, that was bad. And it sounded like it, it definitely sounded like it was 80 yards, so that was the best take. Oh, God, why are they always making out hardcore? Ugh. Ugh. Oh. Okay. That, that's enough. Okay. All right, that, that's great. Cut. Well, Thank you. Yes. Sure. Okay, so this is how mommy tracks her down. I remember when Encore used to play this on a some what some something of a regular basis, and someone, a friend of mine at the time, called me, asked me what I was doing, so I just watched a movie. And he asked me the title, and I told him, and he just burst into hysterical laughter. Like, the title was the most ridiculous thing he'd ever heard in his life. And it kind of is. It's not a good title. It's really kind of corny and cheesy. But that was the name of the book. Pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Yes. 
Laurel Lewison. I don't like that. Listen to the intensity of that music. She's pretty good with the sleuthing, I must say. And is, isn't she like a doctor or something? Mother? things together. I told you on the phone, Mrs. Lewison, you are wasting your time coming all the way to Colorado. There's nothing I can do for you. I just oh. don't know where else to turn. We have nothing on Kevin Shane. His parents died in a ski accident. Nothing suspicious about it. He wasn't even... A ski accident? Shouldn't it be skiing accident? If there was something as a juvenile, it would be sealed. I see. Sorry, look, I'll keep my ear to the ground. Something comes up, I'll call you, okay? Thank you very much for your time. So it was two years? Listen, I'm booked out of Denver tonight. Would you please call me if you find out anything? 
Here's my card. Call collect anytime, day or night. Thank you. She has an overdue tape at the video Hi. store. She's bad. Well, that picture of Kevin Shane, it's not the same boy. Well, that's the only Kevin Shane we've got. Well, what about that other boy, the one you think killed the girl? Can you get me his picture? Billy Jones? I'll see what I can do. I'll get back to you. Okay, thank you. I never understood in the in the older like um, like TV movies or sitcoms and stuff. Whenever somebody would disconnect a call on a cordless phone, it there wouldn't be like a beep. It would it would be like a tone, like they'd push one or something. And the same thing would be like uh, would happen with cell phones too, for a while. I'm pretty sure she was packing dishes. So she came back for her dishes instead of just staying clear. I can only imagine what this would be like playing in a theater. Jesus Christ.
I don't know what's worse when it comes to TV movies, especially TV movies from this era. It's like either the music that is written and recorded specifically for the movies or the pop songs from like seven, ten years prior um, that they were able to get the rights to, I guess, because they were cheaper. But I remember in like two, um, two TV movies from this era, from the 95-96 era, they played um, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Bloom to Carlisle, which was not a popular song at that time. Oh my God, is he getting beaten up by the boyfriend just like in fear? He did. Except, you know, not as brutally. Please lose this music. You do? Oh. Jesus Christ.
I, I don't even remember if this is where she's just waking. Oh, there she is. She came back. Oh, my God. Are you stupid? She really wants them plates. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, gee. Are you really that dumb? This is a Tory Spelling TV movie. What the fuck am I saying? Her detective work goes on for way too long. It's like all she does throughout the movie. She's an overprotective, overbearing mother for maybe 20% of the movie. And then the rest of the time, she's just trying to peel back the layers and figure out who Ivan's character really is. And she's talking to people, she's doing all kinds of research, she's getting faxes, she's going here, she's going there. What the fuck? It's, it's getting to be overkill. 
I can only imagine what it was like in the book. Oh, she's just doing more detective work. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't remember the last time I heard somebody say the word cellular. Like the full word. Cellular. Now, if he's trying to hide out from her mother, why would he take her to her mother's cabin? What kind of goofiness is that? There's no dishes, and we know how much you need the dishes. Oh my god. 
I'm trying so hard not to laugh. This is really, really bad. I feel like I'm watching The Room. Oh god, they're not gonna start making out again, are they? Uh. How the fuck did he ever get a career as an actor in anything? Other than community theater. <laughs> oh my god she has got an axe Here comes mommy to the rescue.
could we pick up the pace? There's way too much time in between bad acting. I need some more over-the-top dialogue and some scenery chomping. Oh. Well, we got some scenery chopping, so that's something. Oh my God. Oh no. Did he punch her in the face? Oh my god. I think he punched her mother in the face. <laughs> oh my god. This is so stupid. And I can't believe I just bought the DVD. <laughs> Oh my god. I think Death of a Cheerleader is actually less cheesy than this. And that says a lot. I hate in these kinds of movies and people, usually girls, try to get away by way of boat. What, when, how is that ever a good idea? I mean, especially when you, unless it's a motorboat.
Oh my God. I don't think I've ever heard her scream like this before. Oh God, please, please, please stop. I can't believe that she actually campaigned to have this movie put out on DVD. If I were her, I would want this to be so forgotten so quickly. I wouldn't even want it to be aired. I would try to stop it from getting aired the first time. I hate when she says, Mommy. Mummy. Okay, you're only 52. Mummy. Reverse psychology or something or what manipulation what the fuck whatever it's called You know how you can tell when it isn't over when you, in, in a movie like this? When one of the characters says, it's over.
Yeah, I remember his look here. He's got the scruff and he's got like a mullet or some shit like that. Oh God, everybody involved must be so proud. Oh my God. So yeah, that was Mother May I Sleep With Danger. As always, thank you for staying with me to the bitter, bitter, bitter end. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through. But uh, yeah. Jeez. That was, uh, that was something. There are no words to describe how I feel right now. Um, but I hope you feel just as whatever. Anyway, yeah. So thanks again. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.